Hello gorgeous people, you're with the Fashion Photography Podcast and me, Virginia Yancheva. Today, my guest is not another photographer. She's actually a hairstylist and a makeup artist. She's very aware of her job, but also very, very delicate. What's great about her is that she can actually give you some great advice about handling your social media. Sophie can tell you a lot about starting in a new location. Actually, she's going to do that in details. And since we're the fashion photography podcast and we're here for all the creatives out there, you hear some great tips on starting as a hair and makeup artist. I'm more than pleased to meet my new guest. And I'm sure you are too. Hi, <laughs> my name is Anne-Sophie Bechtrop. I'm a hair stylist and makeup artist. I'm living in Dubai right now. I'm from Denmark and I've been living in Dubai for the previous three years. And I'm working basically everywhere. It's very exciting. <laughs> awesome. So how did you end up in Dubai? Ah, long story short, I went here for a holiday basically first. and It's been a long holiday. <laughs> Yeah, I went back home to Denmark where I had my own company and I was working for one of the best hair saloons in Denmark. Plus I was working for the model agency also in Denmark, my mother agency. Mm-hmm. Then I found some nice locations in the desert and it was beautiful in Dubai. So I wanted to go here and have some photo shoots. So I went here a month later after the holiday together with a photographer mm-hmm. from Denmark. Basically, we booked some models from Dubai and they were like, okay, we're working basically every day. And they were not like Kate Moss or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they were pretty models, but it was not something extraordinary. No. And then I was like, maybe I should check out the market because if the models is working every day that means that I am working every day the market in Denmark is very small so that's the reason so you've been very brave <laughs> yeah well I took a flight I didn't know anyone here did you know where you were going to stay no no not really oh really <laughs> you just went there oh you're yeah. really brave <laughs> it's crazy so what happened the first day well, I booked a hotel for a couple of days. Then there's a website for Danish people in Dubai. And mm-hmm. I uh, promoted myself as a hairstylist and hairdresser also. And I met some Danish people. I stayed a couple of nights with one couple and a couple of nights with another couple. <laughs> and I was like moving from day to day. And yeah, it haven't been easy, to be honest. If you knew what was going to happen, were you going to do this again? No. Uh, not really. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yes, absolutely. I've learned a lot. And I was 23 when I left Denmark. Oh, 23. Yeah. And you had a company there and you decided to leave it all. Yeah. Very interesting. Was it very expensive for you to move to Dubai? Because we all know it's a very expensive destination. Yeah, it's very expensive. Like living costs, going to the supermarket even, it's like five times more expensive. Super expensive here. So I guess you've been prepared with the money before that or not in just a month. Can you prepare yourself for just a month? It's hard. Also because accommodation is you pay in Europe, used to be paying one month, like every the first in the month. But in Dubai, you pay one year in one check Mm -hmm. a huge amount of money at one time so you have to have a good saving from back home so you're supposed to have a lot of work i have a lot of work (laughs) are you finding it on your own or you have an agency by the way i know the answer (laughs) 
<laughs> I have an agency here, yes, but I do also find some work myself. When you find your work on your own, I was wondering, do you have to approach your agency anyway or not? Yes, I have to. You have to. Yeah, if it's in contact with uh, some of the previous contacts I got from them, yes. Or if it's in the country, yes. But if it's out of the country, then I also have an agency in New York and LA. And I have an agency in Denmark as well. And one in India. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. A lot of traveling for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nice. Do you just have these agencies there or you've also been there? I've been there. Just a couple of times. We are sorting out some visas. That's very important also to be able to go somewhere else and don't leave there in order to have an agency there, I think. Yeah, it's a good help to have an agency. They have a lot of contact already, so it makes it, makes it easier if the agency is liking you, of course. Yeah, but most of them really want you to be there, not just to represent you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. My agency in New York, they want me to move. It's very exciting. <laughs> okay, let's start from the beginning. What was the first thing for you, to be a hairdresser or to become a makeup artist? Yes, hairdresser. When I graduated from school, I tried to go to the hairdresser school. First, in, in Denmark, the hairdresser school is four years education. And you basically is a student in a hair saloon. And then you go to the hairdresser school once in a while, like eight months out of the four years, I think. So you go back and forth, learn a little bit on the school, and then you go back to the hairdresser salon. But you have a lot of practice. Yes, a lot of practice. I, I only want to go to one hairdresser in Denmark because I did know that I already want to be makeup artist as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I was 14. <laughs> oh, so young. Yes, very, very young. And he also thought that I was a little bit too young. So he signed me because he could feel that I was very passionate about it and he wanted to check out if I was good enough. And then I worked there for two months for free with the hairdresser saloon, just washing hair, you know, cleaning, making eyebrows, eyelashes, stuff like that. And then he signed me after the first day, actually. I kept working there for two months for free. Mm -hmm. I had to wait half a year before the contract starts. So I went to dermatologist school, actually. And there was a course that was about makeup also. So it was included and it was from the government side. So it was for free. In Denmark, the education is for free. <laughs> it's not for free. Since you pay 50% in tax, then you don't pay anything. Mm -hmm. So you're really aware of skincare? Yes, I know everything about skincare, waxing, eyebrows, health, what you need to eat and what you need to do for having a good skin. Which is really, really nice now to know because a lot of the models is even asking me. So I tell them what to do. You're a good helper. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel it's advantage for you to work as a makeup artist and hairstylist? Do you think that your clients are asking for people like you that can do both hair and makeup instead of some colleagues? Absolutely. Of course, if you're working for big magazines and stuff, they prefer to have the credit, one on hair and one on makeup, and then plus your assistant. But most of the clients today, they want because of the price and because of the budget in general, they want the cheaper price, which they can find when they have one person that do both. I think it's really a good thing that I can do both, because if I only did makeup or if I only did hair would be much more complicated. My target is bigger now when I have both. Oh, definitely. 
Did you ever have a situation when your client wanted you to do both of the things and you asked for a separate person to do one of the stuff? Of course. I prefer to be on even hair or makeup because it makes my felt much stronger and I give job to one of my colleagues as well. Yeah, <laughs> very, very nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, tell me, what do you want from a photographer? Let's say you haven't chilled with someone. This is the first time for you with this photographer. What would you like him to tell you before the photo shoot? For example, I always take a talk, more speak with the photographer about the retouching. I check out his portfolio, of course, his work, which style he has, the people he's working together with. Maybe I know some of the makeup artists or the hairstylists, how they used to be working. For me, it's really important with the first meeting with the photographer. When the pictures is done, I would like to check out the retouching and everything, or maybe sit next to him if it's possible and I have time, he had time, because then it makes my work much better and his work much better because my eye sees something else and he's checking out lightning and stuff and my eye is checking out lips retouched perfectly is the skin retouched perfectly if you're working with new photographer sometimes the photographer likes that you put a lot of makeup on especially here in the middle east if you work with a photographer from scandinavian i'm used to be not putting a lot of foundation on because if you cover up completely the skin it's very difficult to retouch it in a way so it looks like she's not having any makeup on mm -hmm. i take a small talk with the photographer about skin which is really important well that's great because my next question was about retouching ah <laughs> tell me what do you prefer when you see a final result do you prefer a full perfection or you can accept some imperfections Well, it depends if it's a campaign for a mascara brand or something. Of course, it has to be perfect. It's going to be hanging on huge billboards and stuff. But if we're talking editorial-wise, then no, not perfection, actually. I like to see the rough side and the human being so it doesn't look like she's too perfect. I like everything. My style is very natural. I like everything that is really naturally. Are there any signs in the beginning of the photo shoot when you can just feel that the photographer is really good? Yeah, of course. About the chemi between me and him or she. And then the style. Like, it's a lot about the style. The taste is very important. If you're born with it, then it's really hard to do a good job. Of course, some people like your work, some people hate your work. Well, that's normal. Yes. <laughs> Do you work mostly with photographers that are originally from Dubai or people outside of Dubai just situated there? Outside Dubai. Well, there is few that have been here in a long time, but they're not from Dubai. It's again about the taste. Of course, there is few that have been here in a while, they have good taste and they've been traveling a lot, so they have experience from abroad. If you haven't been traveling a lot and you've been based in Dubai, then you'll have this, I won't call it taggy, it's like with bunch of makeup on, it's heavy, it's lashes, it's liner. It, I'm coming from Denmark, from Copenhagen, we are used to less is more, that's the key. And in Dubai, It's more is more. Completely different world. I love when the photographer is taking pictures from behind, from different crazy angles. You know, being creative about it. What inspires you? Colleagues abroad. I'm searching a lot on the websites, doing a lot of research on Snapchat. I'm following a lot of the big brands. They're having a lot of shows and stuff. Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. It's still too hard for me to work with this thing. <laughs> 
It's really cool. For example, L'Officiel Italia is amazing below. They have a bunch of preparing for different fashion shows and traveling a lot to see the fashion shows and it's amazing. Even Kylie Jenner, I'm not a big fan of big lips and I don't like fake stuff, but she's beautiful and she's doing it well and she's around a lot of the top models, which means it's good to follow. You get a lot of info, yeah. Okay, finally, I decided I'll try Snapchat. Yeah, you have to. It's really cool. It's like TV show about the person every day, basically. What's her Snapchat so other people can follow you too? My Snapchat is Sophie Bechtrop. I will do make sure to include it in our interview on neverlandmag.com. Fantastic. <laughs> What are the other platforms or websites that you're getting inspiration from? To be honest, I'm searching a lot on Instagram and Pinterest. And then, of course, I go to the stores with a lot of uh, magazines. And then I'm checking out the magazines. I can hang out in the store with all the magazines for hours. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about the online magazines? It's good, of course, but I'm also a bit scared about it, to be honest, because I like the print. Maybe one day we won't have the print magazines anymore. It's easier. Today, we don't want to put magazines everywhere and it's heavy and it's pricey and, you know, very thick, nice paper printed magazines. It's amazing for me. And as a photographer, I can totally say that it's different when you see it printed. Yes. Talking about social media, who's managing your social media? I am. I'm managing everything myself. Do you find it difficult or time-consuming? It's very time-consuming, but it's also a bit fun, though. You can sit there and do stuff for hours and hours. <laughs> and when you're on photo shoot, is there something that you don't want to see from a photographer to do? Like, I can tell you that. For me, it's a red flag. When I shoot with a new makeup artist and she or he, they're just, you know, doing their work. And when I do the first shoot, they're not even coming to check out if everything is okay. Is there something like this for you as a makeup artist? It's absolutely the same, of course. For me, it's very important to be behind the photographer all the time. It's super important to not being on the phone and social media all the time. It's super important to be on set, <laughs> which is what the client is paying you for. And all the pictures have to be good. If the hair is hanging on a wrong place, you have to go touch up all the time. That you do the makeup and the hair look, and then you just sit and wait until the shoot is finished. If I can see that the light and everything is wrong and stuff, if we have a mood board, we have a client and stuff, I would never tell it in front of the client. But I've been on a lot of photo shoots with a lot of different photographers and I have a little bit of a clue about lightning. So if I feel that the shoot is going wrong, then of course I will share my ideas with him. I won't tell him to change it, of course. Very delicate. Yeah, pretty easy to work with. I hear from a lot of people that I'm like the quiet one that's very focused all the time. As I told you before, I'm super passionate and I'm very focused on set. So a lot of the time we are sharing the pictures that I've been taking on the photo shoot and then we can share it. It's not always me that I've been taking the backstage, but I should be better. Just did a video from one of the shoots and I think it's a super cool idea to take small video clips and it's also super fun to create a small video from the shoot like a behind the scenes and it's cool for people to see how is it to be on set and stuff I should do that a little bit more and I get a little bit mad on myself sometimes because I should do it a bit more but you know focus is on work 
a wizard was like, go on set and nobody would do anything else than being on set. And you would be finished when you were finished with the shoot. Yeah, that's a very cool dream to everyone to be on their job. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not always happening. So talking about this short video on Instagram, I was wondering what do you think about the live stream on Facebook? Live stream on Facebook? You don't even know. I'll let you know. <laughs> There is a live stream on Facebook and now you can actually stream whatever you want and people can see it live. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. I know oh, to be honest, I don't really have it yet. <laughs> no. Yeah. Can't tell me all the good tricks. Yeah, but most of my friends do have it on their Facebook and it's kind of a new update and you can actually stream live. Ooh, that's definitely a new thing I have to check out. <laughs> Yeah, if you have it updated. You see, I'm going to check out Snapchat and you're going to <laughs> wait for Facebook. That's awesome. good. <laughs> we both learned something. That's cool. Yes. What's the most uh, exciting project for you right now? Well, now we have the summer, so it's not that busy as it used to be. But there's some coming project in Denmark. There's some fashion week also. A little bit to New York, maybe. And then back again to Dubai. I never really thought that there are work seasons in Dubai. <laughs> During the summer, there's not much work because I work a lot for the magazines. I do a lot of editorials and editorials. We just had the Ramadan for a month where you cannot drink on the street or eat on the street before the sun goes down. So, of course, people are not working in the same level as used to because they're not eating or drinking. A lot of people is fasting whole month. A lot of the offices is closing much earlier. And now we have the Eid, which is after the Ramadan, where people are celebrating. It's kind of like a very long Christmas. <laughs> It's nice though. First of all, it's like 50 degrees outside. You know, when you're walking outside and you feel after 15 seconds that your eyeball is burning. So we cannot shoot outside, of course. Mm -hmm. And it's only studio pictures and there's not really a lot of models in town. Only few local models here, which is not so exciting to shoot. Which are the best months to be in Dubai for work? It's starting up again in September. So October is pretty busy. Uh, November is busy. In December, it's starting to be less busy around 10, 15 of December. And then it's busy again from around February. So there's seasons everywhere, I think. Yeah, I just never thought about it because when you're not in Dubai, for you, and Dubai is always hot and it's suitable for pictures, you know. Uh, uh, but 50 degree is not uh, suitable at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you think that a photographer without a studio would uh, manage to live in Dubai? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most of the magazines, they hire a studio. Oh, they rent a studio. Yeah. You said that you work mostly for magazines doing editorials and editorials. I was just wondering because Dubai is a expensive destination and I also know that you're traveling a lot and that's what I was wondering about. I do also have a lot of clients which call me for haircut and coloring and stuff like that. So I work basically as freelancing here. So I managed to also make a little bit of a cash flow there. Yeah, that's very cool with you, the makeup and the hairstylist, that you can also have clients and you don't need a photo shoot for that. Exactly, yeah. 
if I wouldn't be able to do the hair, the coloring, cutting and stuff, then I wouldn't be able to be in Dubai. It was a big help for me. And also I did a bit of teaching for, for people to survive. Face shapes, uh, blah, blah, blah. Not my passion, but it's cash flow and it's, it's not bad. It's, yeah, it's you're meeting fun. new people. That's cool. Exactly. It's good contacts and you're making money and you make people happy at the same time. That's quite nice. <laughs> Great. So yeah. is there something you would advise all the people who are starting with career as yours? What to do and what not to do? Yeah, of course. There's a lot of things I would like to advise people. But first of all, I think what I did wrong, I was trying to testing and testing and testing in the beginning. And I didn't really know which direction I wanted. So I was just testing and which is good. But if I did know today what I'm knowing today, I would have done it like which kind of style do I like in the beginning you think you want to do a lot of things you want to show oh I can also do this look and I can also do this look but in the end of the day it's actually about the whole picture it's not about your work it's about creating a super nice editorial that is with with a nice light with a nice model with a cool look from the stylist and my hair and makeup, it will be the final touch that show the whole picture. It's not about taking all the pictures from the front and showing the whole face, how nice it looks with the makeup. It's about taking cool pictures. So you need the whole thing around you. Yes, because I was thinking, oh, but now I'm, I did this amazing hair and it's not going to be shown on the picture. <laughs> But at the end of the day, it's not about that. Was it a nice picture or was it a bad picture? It was a bad picture. Okay, fine. Then we have to do something else. When you start the photo shoot and you checked up mood board and everything, when you do the final look and you see that the things is not working, of course, sometimes if you work on it, then it can be super nice with the different light. But you have to be able in my position to change the look completely. And I think it's really important that you have own opinion from what I hear about what's different with me is that I actually have my own opinion and I can change the look super super fast so we doesn't waste time which I think is really important and a lot of people they are not unfortunately able to do that some of my photographer colleagues maybe tell me yeah but the difference with you is that you actually have an opinion about stuff the makeup that it's cool for the picture it's cool for the story it's not to do the person pretty your advices work great have your opinion to continue when you have bad result and also having a plan b i love that you have to have that and also especially as a hairstylist i would say the job as a hairstylist it's much more important than my job as a makeup artist because if you're working with a really good photographer and the photographer is working with a really good uh, retoucher then you can actually manage to do a pretty nice makeup in the retouch but for hair it's completely different because you cannot do anything about the bad hair the hair is almost if not the same level as important as the styling for the model the hair can change the whole picture. I can totally double that since I drew hair almost half a day yesterday <laughs> because of a bad hairstylist. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was really sorry yesterday. But let's not say that. Let's stop here with the positive feeling that I at least have. Yes. It was really awesome interview. It was so nice for me. Thank you very much for sharing this experience, Sophie. 
Thank you. You can call me anytime. Just to make sure you know who are listening to, there is a photograph of Sophie on NeverlandMag.com. There you can find her Instagram and her Snapchat. If you really like this podcast, don't forget to tell us by leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you very much and have a great day.